You're listening to 1001 Album Club, where each episode we discuss a different album from Robert Demery's book, 1001 Albums You Must Hear Before You Die. For this episode, we'll be talking about the jam, all mod cons. On the line, I have Rob. I prefer a preserve. Ben. <laughs> Shit. And Kyle. <laughs> all mod cons is the third studio album by British band The Jam, released 3rd of November 1978 by Polydor Records. The producer was Vic Coppersmith Heaven and Chris Perry. And the genre is punk, rock, uh, mod, revival, and new wave. I'm going to read from the book, David Hutchinson. Signed in February 1977, within 12 months, the jam were washed up. Their second LP, The Modern World, had been a disaster, and everybody involved acknowledged that Paul Weller's songwriting muse had disappeared. When the A&R men heard their new recordings, he bluntly told them to scrap it. They did, but the breathing space this created and the pressure they were now under forced Weller to take stock with astonishing results. The first fruit was a single, a double A-side, comprising of The Kinks, David Watts, and a new song, A-Bomb, in the Waldorf Street. It was followed by another single down in the tube station at midnight. The transformation was complete. Instead of blustering observations of naive politics, Weller's songs were now mini-operas inspired by The Who's A Quick One While He's Away, Mindless Violence in a Punk Club, being mugged on the way home, the songwriter and listener were central to the action. When the album arrived, the promise was realized. Twelve three-minute vignettes delivered with a crisp, sharp, modernist attitude. Get in, do it, get out. No slack, no frills, no pretty stuff, and no no sneering. Weller created characters, filled them in, and made them breathe, then watched the modern world dump on them. There is even a tender love song, English Rose, about which Weller was so embarrassed it was not mentioned on the LP sleeve. Uh, well, he was only 20. All right, what do we think of the jam? All mod cons. I, I, I believe that the jam are trying to be the Village Green Preservation Society. I believe so, too. Um, they obviously wear their love of the kinks on their sleeve. Yeah, I don't, honestly, I don't know how I feel about... I don't know how I feel about this as a whole. Like, I there, there are some standout moments for me. Um... I guess I like the fact that they're stretching out, but since I haven't listened to any other jam, I don't know if they're fucking stretching out. I have no concept. Like this, this album doesn't have the one song that I knew about by the jam, or at least there were two songs. There was, this is a modern world and, uh, in the streets. Then or, there was, uh, in the streets, in the, yeah. in the city and this, in the city. Sorry. Yeah. And th- this album doesn't have either. So like, I'm, I'm kind of sitting here going, Oh yeah, this is all right. Um, and I, this this is only the third listen for me, and I, I it still hasn't quite dug its claws into me. I'm on about the same page as you, Rob. All of it is fine, and there's a few stand-out tracks, but it has yet to sink its talons in me after three or four listens. 
Yeah, I thought it was good. I thought it was a nice, clean production. I mean, it's very clean, very crisp. It has that sort of kinks attitude where it's showing the uh, these different characters and situations. It seems like it has like these vi- those vivid portraits of what it was like to be in England at the time and be disillusioned with a uh, feeling isolated and detached from sort of mainstream culture and sort of the decline of national identity uh, that the kinks were always speaking about, you know, uh, a harken back for, I wish England didn't suck so much now. (laughs) (laughs) So I thought it was cool. It is true. I didn't, I was overwhelmed um, like it was with some of the other albums that we've been listening to, but I thought it was, it was really good. Yeah, I agree with you guys. Um, I never heard, I've never listened to a full uh, jam album, especially not the second record. Have you guys heard the second one? No. No, the, the one no. that flopped. Curious about it, because I like this record a lot. Um, I mean, granted, we're, we're kind of sticking it next to other albums that we've talked about, which are Cream of the Crop. Um, but there's a lot to like on this record. Uh, I heard some of the jam forums, and I guess this isn't like their most beloved record. I guess that's Setting Suns. Yeah, I heard that too record that we're also on an, uh, another record that we're going to talk about which is kind of like disillusionment with the with the record industry and kind of lashing out but yeah I, there are definitely some duds on here i didn't care for that mr clean song um <laughs> that song is weird that's a weird song i don't quite know what to make of it so, it's so not, is it it's not about the like the the cleaning product mascot is it yeah you double entendre i don't know <laughs> I mean, there's so much in this sort of kinks era, the who mod era that it's it's hard to detach them from that. It's just a little bit more, I don't know, simple in in its delivery, in its production. But the songs are really poppy. They're really catchy. I listened to it four or five times and it it does stand out like uh, I wasn't really into songs like uh, Billy Hunt and Fly the first time I listened to it, but as I <laughs> listened again, I was like, oh yeah, it's good. I like I liked Billy Hunt a lot, actually. Yeah. Um, some pretty dark stuff towards the end, I guess, like the last two tracks were, there, were the singles. Is that right? <laughs> it was, yeah. Mm-hmm. Down the Tube Station was like banned, and it was still like in the top 20. Why was it banned? Uh, they wouldn't play it on BBC. How dare you talk about our tube stations that way? <laughs> Did you guys hear like the that real big DJ at the time, uh, DJ Tony Blackburn, what he said about it? No, what did no. he say? He said, uh, it's disgusting uh, the way punks sing about violence. Why can't they sing about trees and flowers? <laughs> <laughs> what a dork. Somebody saying something like that is, is going to shoot up the, the sales of your singles. You know, like... <laughs> At that time in 78. I thought it was weird. <laughs> Lame. I thought that it was weird there was any controversy uh, over that song. I, I just don't get it. I mean, there's so many other songs that deal with uh, like more controversial uh, subjects, but I guess it was a single, so it kind of uh, brought the attention. Uh, what do you guys think of English Rose? We're listening to it right now in... It was actually a standout for me on the album. I'm I'm glad it made the cut and uh, Paul Weather Weller decided to put it on the album. It I think it's a nice 
so many of the other songs are in like the same kind of maximum R&B pop style mid-tempo numbers. I think it's nice to have that slow one on there. I think so too. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I'm too. with you on that. Uh, thought, it, thought it was a very sweet little love song. Yeah. Another thing that dawned on me too while listening to this, especially within the crowd, what which we're listening to now, is it's very... Um, I feel like there's been a resurgence probably 90s, 2000s with the sort of mod uh, uh, elements with a band like Ted Leo and the pharmacist who sings very much in a straightforward character studies in and out um, with melod- you know, with melody. But then there's these these sort of breakdowns and these sort of short shots and uh uh, interesting progressions. I like in the crowd. This is another one, of the, another one of the yeah. ones that was a standout for me on the album. I liked English Rose. I liked in the crowd and I like down in the tube station at midnight and all the rest of them. I didn't dislike. They like, they just kind of, I don't know. Maybe it takes more listens, but for a punk slash mod album, I feel like it should have grabbed me by now. Yeah. I was I'm surprised with how much you like uh, the kinks that this isn't. Well, I'd rather just listen to the kinks, to be honest. trying to figure out whether or not this isn't sticking with me because we've been doing so many other records that have been so good. Like I, if this record had popped up, you know, in 1967, I would have been like, you know, who are these time travelers? (laughs) Exactly. Um, You know, uh, but like, I I don't know if we've just been inundated with such really great records recently that like, this is just kind of like, not on the same echelon, you know, it feels like the middle of the road now. That's the like, weird yeah. thing. We've it been, does. We've been pushed <laughs> over. Now it's 1978 and we've been pushed so far over now with, uh, Pierre Ubu in like the clash and the sex was in like all these other bands that now coming back to a band. That's just a band. It's like a working class band feels, feels like it's middle of the road, even though they are, I mean, they're not, necessarily uh what was on the top top 100 in the uk at the time it's it's not exciting like the who it, it does i mean i i like the ray davies song that they did on this record yeah i mean i don't know <laughs> i was really hoping that in the city was gonna be on this one when i heard we were covering yeah a jam album because that song has so much just like energy and that song grabbed me the first time I heard it. I haven't heard the rest of that album. I think that was their first album. I think the album's called in the city. Yeah. 
that album is good. It just has a bit, it's a bit rough around the edges and I feel like this is the polished. So yeah, you know, if you're, if you're picking, I understand why this one's in the book. We also get sound, sound effects. Oh, yeah. what year is that? 1980. Oh, it's the one with a, uh, that's entertainment on it. That's a good track. Yeah. Man, well, maybe I'll sign I, on I that might one be a the jam better. greatest hits kind of guy. I, I don't know. And that's fine. So I can I can feel the lack of enthusiasm on this album. Yeah, I'm sorry. I can't I can't fake this. <laughs> Everyone uh, I like the bomb in, in Wardour Street. I like that song a whole bunch. Yeah. Yeah. What is yeah. What is it about that song that sort of sticks out? Well, it's really dark. I mean the last couple tracks are pretty dark. Um but I, I kinda looked up what that song was about. Did anyone else look that one up? Is it about the troubles? Nope. Uh, it was just about violence in Wardour Street, which is, I guess, the street that's a uh, British film industry. And I think Polydor hmm. there, uh, they would just see like violence out there. And one time the street was closed off because uh, there was an unexploded World War II bomb that they found. How to get there? From World War II. Uh, I, I didn't. <laughs> yeah. Just about that. So, Man, that's crazy. It was just there in the street and and no one noticed it. Yeah, I guess that was the there were, you know, there's a lot of violence in the streets at the time. And also uh, if you look at the lyrics for that song. Yeah. It was it's pretty wild. I like this track. This is a good track. What, Billy yeah, Hunt? Track, track one side two. Yeah, Billy Hunt. It's a yeah, that song rips. It just reminds me of like the lesser a lesser Clash song though. So I don't, <laughs> I'd still rather be listening to the Clash. Uh, sorry, I'm shitting on this man. I can't. I mean, they 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 look nice in their suits. Yeah, do they? They really do. Uh, so all modern cons is all. Oh, all, all mod cons is all modern conveniences. Also, all mods are convicts. <laughs> And we're getting a few Kinks covers uh, these next couple episodes, huh? Yeah. The Kinks are looked back upon fondly in 1978. The Kinks were always looked fondly upon, I believe. And so they always shall. Uh, all, all Kinks records? I mean, we yeah, could, pretty sure. I'm sure they're, they're so prolific. I'm sure there's a few stinkers in there, but man, they sure had a golden era from like, 68 to 71 or something like that. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I did want to mention the jam at this time. We're supporting blue oyster cult in America in 1978. Uh, March oh, of, oh, damn. Yeah. March that of that year. Of Paul Weller. Uh, sorry. The band found themselves stateside uh, opening for the, them. And uh, it was post don't fear the reaper success of BOC. The jam were, you know, just one in a series of new wave acts that had the misfortune of playing in front of DOC's argent long haired fans. Uh, Japan was the <laughs> I'm other. I'm sure they went over like. They did not go over well. The fans booed, uh, <laughs> booed them and tried to get them off the stage as quickly as possible. Play Don't Fear the Reaper <laughs> or fuck off. <laughs> Where's BOC from? Are they. A British uh, band or the American up, band? Upstate New York. They're from New York? No, nah, they're upstate New York. Just yeah. heard the new POC record. 
No. There's a new one. The first album in like 18 years, like just dropped. Is it Kyle? (laughs) (laughs) I highly encourage you to watch uh, the the YouTube videos they've released. Obviously in quarantine, they're all green screened together. Okay. Um, Oh, great. (laughs) It's it's something else. know why this is not tickling our ears is because it kind of sounds like that jingly jangly Beatles. I mean, it's a throwback, right? It's a 60s throwback of rock and roll in a simpler time about just characters instead of being loud, angry, or interest like yeah, or I interesting. Like, I like interesting. the Beatles. I like, yeah, the Beatles. I, I like the Who. I like the Kinks. And this yeah, is, and this I, I, is I, fine. It's fine. It's <laughs> Get me out of here, Birch. Okay. <laughs> I want to go Maybe around. Then. I want to go neutral around. Neutral for me. <laughs> okay. Ben Ben says neutral. Yeah. Neutral. It's just like this is like a true neutral. Yeah, I mean the, I, the, the, Oh, <laughs> Kyle, do you want to go first? Go ahead, Kyle. I feel like <laughs> if this sounds like something that you would like, you would probably like it. You know? If you want to hear some glam uh mod throwback punk English, you know political stuff then you'll like it you know if you're disillusioned with being on a record label you know maybe you'll like it <laughs> i give it a b plus <laughs> <laughs> so is that a positive like, a neutral sounds like a neutral uh, neutral me. i it's it's neutral but i have a a, a yesy aftertaste okay. <laughs> what do you think rob yeah i, I mean it's kind of like how the british don't like ice and their their drinks like it's just a tepid pepsi (laughs) 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 like and that's cool you know it's not as cool as like a cold pepsi so no i'm 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 neutral like it it, it's definitely not bad it's just not it's not i I don't think it's good enough to be called a must hear like and i if if ever and if everything is like you know being said that like there are better records that the jam put out. I'm not sure if like it should be in the, like, I'm not sure that this one should have been put in over something else, but maybe I just don't like the jam. I have to wait until 1980 to see if I like the other record before I can really just, uh, just straight neutral for me. Yeah. Maybe this book's Britannia centric tendencies are showing. It's again. possible, be. but I think the jam were an important band. Yeah. Oh yeah. That's the, well, and, it's like, what album do you put in? This is probably the most. Ce- the one with none of the songs, you know, one, one of the most celebrated. <laughs> that is unfortunate that the singles uh, are, are, are not, not on from this. this album. Yeah. It's like they're from every other one of their albums or something. I don't know. It's the, the playing on this is so tight. I, I, all right, I'll just do yeah, neutral. But you'd say the I'll same neutral. You'd- you would say the same thing about a Dream Theater record, Birch, and I don't think that you would. Yeah. Oh, actually, I don't know. I, I I mean, I would say yes to a Dream Theater record, but you know, like Virtuosity is not. No. 
No, I don't. Yeah, you know, it's just something sounds tight. I'm not telling you how to think. I'm sorry. It's true, I'm interrupting but it is your, the, your thought. It is the clean product, like the clean. It's well crafted songs. That's what I'm trying to say. It's like the Kinks in that it's well crafted songs. But you're right. If the Kinks didn't exist, this band would sound so much better to my ears. But the Kinks do exist, so I well, I can't. It's like not it's missing one them. of the Davies brothers. Like right. it, 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 like you've got some of the elements of the Kinks, but you don't have the other elements. Uh, like I I I I don't know the the separation of influence of Ray and Dave Davies. But like this one, it, like it, it's like it has the lyrics. But it just doesn't have the kinks make my ass shake, man. It plays it a little too yeah. safe, I think. Just a little bit too safe. This this would be on. Uh, I, I feel like this is the band that is primed to be on uh, TV. Uh, the band like American Bandstand or something. Yeah. Old gray whistle test. This is the band that they're going to push to be on there. They look clean. They sound. Well, they look great in their suits. Yeah, they sound good. It harkens back to the Beatles. That's it. So yeah, I'll just go neutral. Although I do like it. I do like this album. I will probably listen to it some more. Oh no! Did did you look up uh, what Christ Gas review was for this? I did. Go ahead. Okay. Yeah. Well, he. I'm not gonna. Uh, yeah, f- far from the posers, cynics believe them to be. These guys are almost. And on this album, their desire to write commercial songs that say something is palpable and winning. Best is mixed as best. And the music is so tentative that I was surprised by how hard they made a set of new material rock and concert. It rocked even harder. And though I can overlook the record's gaffes and forest lines and faint playing and the aftermath of the show, I'm too much of a cynic to believe the glow will last. I bring that up is because apparently live they're they were fucking amazing. Yeah. Um, so sounds. I think the, th- that's a good word. Tentative. That is a good word as well. I don't know. It it it, it doesn't capture what the videos I've seen them playing live, and you know that that bums me out. Yeah. Any of you guys are, uh, familiar with uh, Paul Weller's band after the Jam Style Council? I've never I. I, I know their name from that uh, Wet Hot American Summer joke, yeah. <laughs> but, but uh, I, I, I've never listened to their music. Or have I? And honestly, I thought it was Style Counts until I read that he had a band called Style Council, and I was like, oh my god, I've been mishearing that for 20 years. <laughs> Alright, next time we'll be talking about Joel, Joe Ely Honky Tonk Masquerade. Alright, thanks y'all. At the supermarket, the nice flows me along as a catch falling cans. Our babies are toast. Technology is the most, and everyone seems just like me. They struggle hard to set themselves free and waiting for the change. Sponsors on the